Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Freak Nation is going to be a fun two hours here. And why I say that? Because it is live radio on YouTube and Facebook Live, we're trying to connect with Crash, who spent about uh, the last seven days, actually the last two and a half days, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. She's in Indianapolis. We'll be connected with her. Richard C. Suave is here. Stat Van yours truly. Tyler Reddick, who Crash caught up with, will be here in the Freak Nation. Stat Man, you and I had a chance to catch up with Pato Award, who at one time, my brother, uh, we thought Pato Award would get him a win at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, buddy. The one that I want to talk to is Ross Chastain, who thought he could go off the track and through the aisles and re-enter through Section 22, Row 12, and think he could win. Don't you think that when he did – what his excuse when he was talking to one of the NBC pit reporters when he did that, he had that look in his face of, bro – you knew what I was doing. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Exactly. I was washing dishes and couldn't even hear the audio, and I was laughing at the look on his face like, are you serious with that question? <laughs> My favorite part of that post-race interview was he gets asked that question immediately, and he plays dumb, and he goes, well, what do you mean? And I think it was Marty Snyder who was talking. He was like, uh, when you went off the access road, we're talking about that. He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He knew exactly what he was doing because he got to the intersection and stopped and said, okay, what do I do now to keep from getting busted? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear me, but if you can, Tyler Reddick even said post-race that he doesn't blame Ross for trying to do that because NASCAR themselves, they have to kind of have a little come to Jesus with uh, their rules and how this stuff happens. I mean, everybody knew that mm -hmm. that was an access road, that it's supposed to be for runoffs only, but it actually can get you on track faster than taking the regular. It's just NASCAR needed to address that better beforehand because look at the situation it got them in. However, he was penalized. So, I mean, it's... That wasn't, that wasn't a runoff, man. That, <laughs> he was exiting for you know, I-10 at 150 miles an hour. With that, that wasn't an oops. I was like, hell yes. Yeah, he could have stopped at a he could have stopped at a fast food and picked up a burger on the way, you know. Man. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun couple of hours here. Plenty of things to talk about. One of the hot topics again this weekend was Kyle Bush. Where in the hell is he gonna be this come this time next year? I say dude's going to IndyCar. He's going to, he's got to go to, he's going to run the, the, what, the Kyle Larson 13 race series during the week and then run the Indy 500 crash. Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. Oh, Kenny. Well, no. 
Stat, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> she <laughs> she needs to find the access road. <laughs> she couldn't find the access road with her commentary there, could she? Oh, yeah. man. No, that's, you know, NASCAR should have responded immediately. And, you know, instead of waiting till at the end of the race, they should have said, no, no, no. You know, black flag him. So you can't do that. Get back in line, dude. You just passed. You know, 25 cars doing that. I mean, come on. So, yeah, anyway, the the news, again, everyone was talking about Kyle Busch. Where is he going to land? Kyle Busch admitting that he will take less money. Yeah, he will. Run for another team, <laughs> Statman. Yeah, he will. He'll take less money because ain't nobody going to offer him what he wants. Mm-mm. So he'll take less money. He'll take any money. He'll take anything. Just give me a ride. So, yeah, Kyle Busch news over the weekend. Uh, the safety of this new car is also an issue where if you saw the hit that Kurt Busch had two races ago, it didn't look that offensive. But evidently, it was hard enough to where he was out the car, out of the car for two races with concussion protocol, concussion issues. And holy smokes, you saw that hit between Kyle Larson and Ty Dillon where Kyle Larson's brakes just went out and turned once, Dad? Yeah, I mean, that's, you can't tell from the look of the crashes because tragically, the Dale Earnhardt crash didn't look bad. So, right. you know, I mean, you can't tell just from what you see. Well, the, the good news is we've got an hour and 50 minutes to figure out crashers' video <laughs> and audio as we move forward and not be so damn concerned about is Kyle Busch going to get paid Crasher, are you going to attempt to do your pit news and notes, or do you want Richie to do it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Richie, speed freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed freaks. Motorsports radio redefined. The freaks. Oh, Richie, his pit news and notes written by Crash Lattice. Coming up next, we're welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Sirius XM Affiliates. Every audio app on the planet, Armed Forces Network. Thank you guys for hanging out. Crash Gladys, her written pit news and notes, read by Richard C. Suave, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride, especially this summer. It's still that's hot out there, man. Have a set of new general tires on that bad boy as you're going back and forth across the country. Richard, it's all you, babe. Crasher has been in Indiana all weekend long, covering every single event from the ARCA race all the way to the NASCAR Cup Series race earlier today. So let's start there. Five series in action all in Indianapolis, and it all began in Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park, back on Friday night, a doubleheader between the ARCA Series and the NASCAR Truck Series, and your winners in both of those series, Chandler Smith picked up the win in ARCA and in the NASCAR Truck Series. The first race of the NASCAR Truck Playoffs, Grant Infinger got the win there, so he will automatically advance to the next round of the playoffs in the NASCAR Truck Series. Then on Saturday, another doubleheader, but at the big track, Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course, IndyCar got the first crack at things and it was Alexander Rossi taking the win for the first time since 2019 in IndyCar 
Road America was the last time he won. He's going to be moving teams over to Aaron McLaren next season. In the Xfinity Series, it was AJ Allmendinger picking up the win there. He had a rough day on Sunday in the Cup Series. He ran out of water earlier in the day. And in the Cup Series on Sunday to wrap everything up, is of course Tyler Reddick taking home the victory in the NASCAR Cup Series, his second win of the season. He talked to Crash Gladys after the race, so he will be joining us coming up in just a few minutes. In Formula One, Max Verstappen got the win in Hungary. He started 10th and got the win. Great race for him. And uh, back to you, Mr. Sergeant. Hope I did okay there, Crasher. Yeah, you did a nice job there, Swabby. Thanks for filling in for Crasher, who I'm sure is pretty stressed. She's been stressed all day, making sure she got everything right, and she did. Uh, a hell of a job today for social media, for you, Suave, and Crasher, and all of our friends at uh, Lucas Oil and Mav TV. Yes, Tyler Reddick and Crash coming up next. Also coming up, Paddle Award here in the Freak Nation. Make sure you're a part of this big old thing, freaks. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of Mav TV Plus to the Mav TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in 
wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You know, Freak Nation, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch, you... um. You're seeing some extravaganza when it comes to a hell of a broadcast. You might be actually hearing some things, too. Statman's in Columbus. Richie and I are in Phoenix. Crasher is hanging out in Indianapolis. Uh, Crasher, can we hear you now? She's not even acknowledged. Okay, go ahead. Nope, I cannot hear you, Crash. We cannot. Why are you? You're muted. You are muted, Crash Gladys. That's okay. Okay, let's try this. there you go. Do not you know, unmute I'm not, yourself. No. I'm not. Do you hear there me? We go. Yes, we've got you. Oh my gosh! Yep. Technology actually worked. Yep, it's handy. It's Shame handy from time Christmas. to time. Just time to time. Yep. Holy uh, moly! Yep, we're doing it now. All right. you forgot okay, to mention the board up is in San Francisco, so we got yeah. everything. No, yeah, right. <laughs> this segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to lucasoil.com to find the products on lucasoil.com to keep your ride on the road. I'm going to give you – oh, almost dropped the S-bomb there. I don't give a damn if you've got a big fat two-wheel Harley-Davidson or a speedboat uh, or a 67 Mustang in the garage. Lucas Oil has a product to keep your rides on the road inside your engine, outside your engine, outside your car, inside your car. Go to lucasoil.com. Dot com. Crash, you've been kind of nuts for you for the last 48, 72 hours with you at uh, a carding extravaganza Thursday night. Oh, uh, right. Lucas Oil in the Napa Park on Friday, uh, IMS on Saturday, and IMS on Sunday. Uh, have you found the ledge to jump off of at this point? <laughs> no, but it's true. My sleep is very minimal. I don't think I've ever left Indianapolis Motor Speedway when it was dark. And this is this this is the first. I mean, aside from the times that we've camped there, that yeah, that was crazy leaving. And it, I mean, I should have done if I had time, I would have done my own Jeff Gluck quiet track photo. But I had to get out out of there to get here to do the show. It was an amazing weekend, though. Having that, first of all, having all the NASCAR series on two different tracks is kind of cool because you have like a festival on the west side and then a festival in in the center part of of Indianapolis on a different day. It's just really cool. Then that vibe of IndyCar and NASCAR together. Guys, we've been screaming for that for 15 plus years. Last year, they finally did it. And we were kind of patting ourselves on the back like, yeah, we freaks. You know, we, we told you this would work. My goodness, it worked better than I could even imagine. There was music pumping through the speakers of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. There was just a vibe of fun in the air yesterday. The IndyCar paddock was all laid back and NASCAR drivers walking around talking to their IndyCar friends. And then whoop, a super quick switch in the pits for, to, for all the IndyCar guys to tear down their pits and Xfinity guys pop theirs up. And then it's another laid back atmosphere walking up and down, the IndyCar guys getting out of their fire suits and just going to hang with friends. It was just 
phenomenal. More tracks need to do this. It was so cool. It was a festival-ish atmosphere, yet racing-wise, it was just fun. Today was a little different. I was kind of surprised. Ended up great, but the vibe was yesterday and I loved it. Yeah, we got Chris Blair, general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, coming up in the second hour, who had quite a successful NASCAR weekend, the first uh, NASCAR weekend there at WWTR. He'll be joining us next hour. That'd be a great question, Crasher. Is I mean, again, Chris Blair would race elephants if he could. He would. If it sells tickets, <laughs> he'll do it. That's that's why we dig the guy, man. He's, he understands it's entertainment. Yeah, we'll ask Chris Blair about that. But the more important news is, speaking of Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil sponsored Tyler Reddick won himself a big race this afternoon. And it wasn't just a little old <laughs> carding accident incident that you experienced Thursday night. Yeah, no, this was gnarliness. And before we get into this, uh, Richie, you were involved in a lot of our social media today, and Stat, you saw some of this as well. Uh, messy was a word, an overused, underword used word for today's race. Why do you say that, Richard? Because I, for, I don't understand. I felt like I was watching either a truck race or an Xfinity race today for <laughs> what was supposedly be your best series, an NASCAR Cup series, the best drivers, best stock car drivers in the world. These guys could not get into the first turn to save their <laughs> life. They look like it looked like a like a like a crash course that you would see on, on Mav TV or something like that. Right. It just looked like these guys were playing bumper cars, trying to crash into each other and cause as much wrecks as possible. Yeah. Guys spinning out on their own. It was the most ridiculous race I've seen at the NASCAR cup series level in a long time. And I know a lot of people said it was bad racing, but dang it, it was entertaining as hell. I don't know if I've been that entertained by a road course in a long time. Uh, it helped that like Tyler Reddick, AJ Allmendinger, friends of the Freak Nation were running up front all day. But yeah, it was a messy, messy race. It was for sure. Crasher, you were there at the track. What were some of the conversations that you were seeing or hearing about not just turn one, but some of the madness on the track itself? Well, it, yeah, kind of like what Ricky, what Richie was saying is it, is it, it's a mess. Some wanted to call it a clown show. Others wanted to say it was spectacular because you did, you had a little bit of everything. You had mechanical breakdowns, but you had a lot of drivers. Well, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm going to stop myself before I finish that. You had a lot of drivers protecting their tires and their brakes. And then you had a lot of drivers who were not able to figure that out. So it, it, was one of the races, in my opinion, that separated the men from the boys. Tyler Reddick had a loose race car, but loved it when he was in clean air with that loose race car. He said he got tight when he was back in traffic and hated it. So it just, it depends. I'm telling you, the guys that that show the most success are the ones who can handle a loose race car in hot conditions like today. And that's one of the reasons why Tyler was up front. Statman with the line of the day on the on our text thread, I thought NASCAR drivers could turn right. Because they were... <laughs> <laughs> they you were know, having an issue. Crash, well, you were right. It was a clown show, a crash of Richie, whichever <laughs> one. If, you know, if race car drivers of any stripe can't figure out how to turn right, they shouldn't be on a racetrack. They're dangerous, <laughs> and they shouldn't be allowed to drive cars at 150 or 200 miles an hour if they can't figure out how to turn, how to accelerate, how to brake 
how to decelerate. Um, you know, you can't say that about Kyle Larson. He had a mechanical problem with the car that caused that accident. But just to put eight cars into a space for two or at the most three, uh, you know, it's, somebody's got to lift. And if you, it, it's, it's a clown show. How do you? Uh, I they disagree. were actually. Did you just I, I, take I that number? Hold on, just a second, Kenny. Did you that. take that number eight just arbitrarily, or did you say that for a reason? Because they were eight wide coming down. No, well, that's what they counted. The front them, they counted them out on the yeah. uh, on the broadcast, and they had mostly they were four or five wide, but a couple times they were eight. And every racing series from go-karts to Formula One knows that if the turn is designed for two cars or three cars or one car, you can't funnel eight into that space, <laughs> uh, you know? And if you're not, it's, it's a cl- it was a clown show. How, how do you enforce that? Oh, that, well, they, it, it, it was self-enforced because they took out people. And, you know, they if you want to run up in there and if you want to call that entertainment to to wipe out two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar cars, uh, then I don't think that's entertainment. But I look at it a little different. I just think it's disgusting that uh, drivers can't figure out how to get through a turn. I mean, it's stupid. It's a yeah, I wonder show. what kind of conversations these drivers have with their team owners when uh, they're, uh, again, trying to force a freaking golf ball through a water hose <laughs> in, in turn one. And they, they bring back a you know half a million dollar race car. I just increased it by 200,000 stat. Half a million dollar race car back to the pits. And the, the owner just says, bro. What are you do, doing? Do you, yeah. Do no. you enforce it through the ownership saying you bring this thing back uh, depleted? You're not getting a paycheck. What do you do? Yeah, I, I think the owners or the crew chiefs or whoever makes that decision, when they sit down and decide, do we want to give the guy another contract? Do we want to sign Kyle Bush? Do we want to sign whomever, Kevin Harvick or whomever, and they can't figure out how to do it? Then you know they'll find some other way to tell them uh, we're not renewing your contract. Some form, they've got to figure this thing out. They, was it IndyCar? It was in the last, again, I measure years with Henley. So it's been within the last eight years. Crasher, where St. Pete was a debacle for IndyCar, I think for a couple of years going to turn one, yep. where they, they were pulling the NASCAR at IMS before NASCAR was pulling the IMS where they're funneling four or five open wheel cars into turn one. And these drivers were blasting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, um, that might be a form of policing where you're, where Rossi or power or somebody's blasting each other like a hole. What are you doing? Maybe, maybe that's a form of policing crash. Well, wait a minute, crash. I, I, it just came to mind that when they go up the hill to turn one at Coda there, they have a sharp left turn and you think they could make a left turn, but they still go in there four or five wide. There's no respect for the turn and they just going to force their way into the thing. Uh, and eventually they get sorted out this year. They got through it or whatever 
remember the last race they had there. I don't think they've been there this year. But the last race, no, they've, they've been there this year, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chastain won. Yeah, Chastain threw the watermelon. So, yeah, they've, they've figured it out. And, you know, the racing was pretty good there this year. And this is only the second year they've been on the road course at Indianapolis. I think it was a better race than that this droning around on the oval uh, Mm -hmm. and it was a shorter race and I appreciated that as well but uh, they can't it just looks stupid to try to fit eight cars into a space for two or three do you think that this has anything to do with the new cars Statman, and how the bodies are built different this year so they're a little bit more durable and you can go you know side by side each other more often than they were in the old cars where if you touched it was basically boom you immediately got a flat tire and you were done because we weren't really seeing this in the xfinity race or or as much as this season on road courses like we were today in the cup series we we're just like screw it they kind of implied that richie and i think i think that's perceptive that this car is very different i kind of like this car i like the technology the independent rear suspension the uh uh, sequential shifting, uh, the carbon fiber body that doesn't bend and uh, cut up the tires like the uh, the other body did. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think the drivers feel they're safer in this car so they could take chances that they wouldn't take before. They're not as they're more into the center of the car. They're not at the edge of the car. Uh, they've been doing that for a couple of years, a couple of the last uh, iterations of the cup car. So, yes, I think that's part of it. And they could run in there at eight wide and take out seven cars or eight cars. And everybody just laughs and says, let's go have a beer. You know, I mean, it's stupid. Clown it's a great show. conversation. Statman Crash Gladys, Richard C. Suave, he's here. Kenny Sargent, follow us on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Uh, Statman's got a scat that involves the Jetsons as we celebrate a birthday of sorts today with the Jetsons. That coming up. Also, Paddle Award, and I hope to get to Crashers, uh, if we have enough time, Crashers interview with Tyler Reddick. It's all coming up next right here, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. <laughs> Brings a smile to even think about commenting on this right now. I wasn't a Flintstones or a Jetsons fan when I was growing up. Don't know why, maybe it's because I wasn't interested in the stories or the characters. But there's a company called Jetsons Aero that's building something you might find interesting. Look up JetsonAero.com. They're building a personal electric device that will fly over stalled traffic at greater than 60 miles an hour. Might be popular. The website says they're sold out this year. And if you want one, you'll have to wait till next year to get it. Ever since I was a kid, we were promised flying cars by the year 2000. How'd that work out? The only flying cars are doing now are from pump to pump with maybe a stop at a blank bank loan officer in between. Why is this important? In the Jetsons animated TV show back in the 1960s, the patriarch of the family, George Jetson, said to have been born on July 31, 2022. That's today. So this is the future. So how's it working out so far? Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 
broadcasting live from the Lucas Oil Studios right here on the Freak Radio Network and, of course, on Speed Channel every Monday night. You know the drill, baby. I'm talking about motocross to NASCAR, drags to open wheel, off-road. Here are your phone numbers tonight, Freak Nation. 8669-FREAKS. That's 866-937-3257. Or go to our website, our new website, that is. Mm. Go to the contact page at speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. You can email us there on the contact page at speedfreaks.tv. You got Statman Carruthers, Slug Nuts, Crash Gladys. We laughing at Crasher. <laughs> my headset keeps popping out the side of my we head. We have a wardrobe malfunction, I think. No, it's just my headset, man. It's just this new yeah, funkadelic dude. thing I got in my ears right here. Freak-a-leak? <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. That's uh, below the table. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> Again, that's Lug Nuts. You got Crash. You got Statman Carruthers for the radio and TV show. Listen to what we got tonight, Freak Nation. We got multi-platinum selling band right out of SoCal, Sugar Ray. They're coming in the Speed Freaks pits. I got to ask them a lot of questions. You, you know their songs, of course, when it's over every morning. Is she really going out with him? And, of course, fly. But we're going to get this story from these guys, Murphy and Rodney from Sugar Ray, about Formula One. Some story about Formula One where they went over to where was it? They went over to uh, Bahrain. Bahrain, Bahrain, I I think that. And got paid uh, a little premium for a little concert. I don't know the basis of the the full meal deal on the story, but we'll We'll get it. it. We'll get it from Sugar Ray. (laughs) They're going to be here in the Speed Freaks pits. Also, you got the Hayden brothers and Superbikes. No, the Bostroms. But bigger than that, (laughs) we got the Bostrom bros in here tonight. Yeah, well, Benny and Eric Bostrom here in the Speed Benny. Freaks pits. Both of them on that show, too, that uh, Who Wants to Date a Race Car Driver. God, I need to talk to him about that, too. You get a few you pointers? Need help? Yeah. I, I, no, I don't need any help. <laughs> I just gotta get, I need to be a race car driver first. Brilliant! And then you got to learn how to date. I already know how to do that. For guys. the Freaks on Speed Channel, we got interviews with NASCAR trucker Chad Chaffin, who's always a hoot. I mean, getting Chad in the Freak Nation, you just got to just well, hand him the mic well, and let like him Clay go. like Clay Milliken. You guys were with Clay Milliken this weekend. You just got to shut him, turn him off for a while. And he, he, <laughs> well, we, were with, we were with some people this weekend that talked more than Clay. If you give Johnny Roca, the pro mod driver. Rocca. Yeah. Rocca. 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 He corrected me. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Rocca, the pro mod driver in the IHRA, talks more than a perpetual motion machine. But Chad Chapman will have something to say because after he got punted last night by, right. and I love David Starr, but- He's going to have something to say, I'm sure, because that guy was winning the race, mm-hmm. had it done, and got his ass put in the infield. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined. We got to make this quick, Crasher. You had a chance to catch up with Tyler Reddick because I want to get the full five minutes with Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick with a legendary win at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you caught any of the race, hopefully you caught the last five or six laps to see what this dude did to keep that car on the track. It's Crasher with uh, Tyler Reddick here on the Freak Nation. Uh, Warts and all. Trust me. (laughs) I got him. (laughs) Hey, guys, it is your... 2022 Verizon 200 winner. Tyler Reddick is now a winner at the freaking brickyard, this palace here. Your name is added to that iconic photo now that they took yesterday with Mario Andretti, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick. That Will that ever sink in? <laughs> I mean, the names you just mentioned there, I, I don't know if it will. Um, I wish I would have been a part of that picture, but but well, I guess next year if they take it again, I'll get to, so that'd be really awesome. Um surreal it really is we've we worked really really hard to be able to do this today and 
it's just total team effort. We, uh, you know, we know what lies ahead of us as, as a group. You know, we, we only have so much time left and we really set out today and, and, and as we have the, the weeks following to really just go out and just give it everything. I mean, we, we got nothing to lose. We just need to co-op, go out there and keep pushing as hard as we can, making our cars as fast as we can and try and win these races. And it's really nice to be able to do that. Tyler, you mentioned that in the post-race press conference, you talked about how you're making the most of every moment because there is a drop-dead date. There's a hard end date with you and Richard Childress Racing and this team. And that fascinated me. I mean, the guys get that, don't they? Because now everybody realizes this is it. We got to maximize. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to do that. I mean, we work really, really hard, but, but you know, as much as what's happened could be a negative, I, I like to look at it as a positive. You know, we're going to go out there and make the most of every opportunity. You know, we, we had a, we had kind of didn't know when the end would be right. You know, we, we had this, this, we wanted to continue wrapping up to get better. And, and now we, we know when that, when that last race is going to be, when that last opportunity is going to take place. And, you know, we have two shots here to, to go into the postseason and the playoffs and, and, and put together good runs and, and hopefully make it to the, make it to the championship round, make it, make it far uh, so we can give RCR and all the people that work really, really hard opportunities at championships. How can you channel this energy that you have from two road courses onto more ovals now for, like you talked about that championship set of rounds that we have coming up? I mean, the, what, what it comes down to is just execution. And, you know, we did a really good job of that at Pocono. We had some things kind of go our way that we weren't anticipating and lost some track position due to some untimely cautions. But I mean, we ended up being, I mean, we ended up second and me and Chase were almost crashing on, on, the, on the back straightaway going from one to two on the last restart. And I didn't know I was racing for the win with him. And I mean, that would have been really crazy to have won, you know, three races in the span of time that we had, but we end up finishing second. And, you know, if we just keep putting ourselves in those positions, we'll, we'll find our ways to win races. Do you believe in momentum? I know some drivers just don't, but you seem to be on a momentum swing here. I wouldn't say it's momentum. It's just hard work and preparation and, and the things that we're doing to win these races is, is, is a huge source of validation. The first win was like a huge sense of relief, but it was validation. But this second race is even more of just that validation that we're doing the right things, we're preparing the right way, and that we're going to continue to show up and, and be at these races at the end to win. So can we talk a little bit about the mental game that was going on today during this race? And it's just the last couple of laps. However, Hearing you talk to some of the media after the race, this might be part of your racing in general, that rear end camera and how you watch that thing sometimes to see what's going on behind you. But that can be a distraction. That's crazy. It, it was a little distracting. I there's sometimes I wish I could turn it off and then sometimes I wish uh, I would look at it more. But this was one of the occasions where I shouldn't have looked at as much as I was. But um, I could see the chaos that's happening behind me and then then I come out the out of turn two and I look over here I'm like oh hey Ross he's joining the party all right well what what is Ross doing here what do we got to do with him and uh figuring out you know if I'm racing him or not and then at the time I thought I was so thankfully we we're able to navigate past him and and keep Austin behind us too do you wear a heart rate monitor do you have any idea if your heart was just pounding out of your chest right there oh 100 well I do I have a heart rate monitor on um I haven't looked back at it yet but I'm I'd be willing to bet that uh my heart was pounding the last two laps and probably pounding even harder um, the, the next minute and a half, three, four, five after the race concluded. So, yeah, I, I got it on. You won't be able to see it right now. It's under my cool shirt, but but certainly uh, I keep track of all that stuff because I try to be as prepared as I can. If I can be better prepared, you know, I try and do that as well. 
It makes the champagne and the brick kissing much better, though, in the end. And your son was adorable at that. Not all the kids of drivers who win here like to kiss those bricks. Bo, he's a champ. Well, that's good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> Tyler, go celebrate because I know you have a lot more things to do. Thank you very much for coming back to Speed Freaks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, we got about a minute, 20 seconds here, or even that. Uh, was he already on the cannabis crasher? Stop I mean, it. No. He's sponsored by a cannabis company. <laughs> and right? it's an Indianapolis-based company I just found out today. So, yeah. Hold on I'm a second. Thinking, yeah. Is weed legal in Indiana? Finally, yes. No, it's not. You can't. No, wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't keep all these states straight. <laughs> I know that there's a few things sold here, though, yes. <laughs> Somehow, I doubt the politics in Indiana would allow uh, yeah. weed to get into the open marketplace. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't see any billboards, so you're right. It can't be. It can't be legal yet. Yeah, Indi- Indiana but- gave us the Birch Society and Mike. Pence, oh boy, here we so go. So I don't think here we go. I don't think it's going to oh. give us weed too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, you happy bastards. We got a break. Oh man, Pat Award. How about that? Statman and I caught up with IndyCar Series pilot Paddle Award. He'll be joining us next segment. And WWTR's general manager, Chris Blair, in the second hour here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. 
time is more valuable today, there's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. I must recommend it again. General Tire, are you headed back and forth across your state, maybe once or twice across the country? Make sure you're rolling on a set of new General Tires. What size, what type for your ride? General Tire's got it all. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Uh, Statman, real quick, I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but uh, Statman was talking about this. said, uh, what a win. Sarah chiming in on YouTube said, what a win for Tyler, his little boy running up to him after the win. Uh, Stat, uh, Statman, being the, uh, the father of two children, of course, had to chime in on this. And what about Tyler Reddick's kid running up to him? A helicopter, a 747 could have run in and <laughs> run into the kid. Now, I, I, uh, I appreciated the spontaneity of what happened with Denny Hamlin's daughter coming out on the track. And even the supposed spontaneity of uh, Bo Reddick running out on the track. But we can't, we can't, it's not supposed to be a live track, but drivers have been known to come up and, and uh, touch guys. And, uh, you know, there's people that are running out on the track to congratulate. They don't expect a, a four foot human to come running out there and uh, be in the way. Uh, they, we can't have that every week. And some people are going to, well, look at my son or daughter. Yeah, we can't have that. It's a racetrack. It's a business. Uh, they can do that later. I didn't know that Bo was four foot tall. How, how old is he? About three foot? Three, three years old? He's two and a half. That, that's oh, a so very he, tall. Riddick's not even four foot tall, Stan. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> hey, I, actually, I wanted to ask, if I had more time, I wanted to ask Reddick because of that Legends photo that they took yesterday of all the winners that they got together, people, the drivers who have won at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and I was looking at that picture. I'm like, wow, Mario Andretti is the shortest out of everybody. Even A.J. Allmendinger was taller than Mario Andretti. Whoa. So I wanted to ask Tyler, hmm, if, when they redo that picture next year, do you think you'll be shorter than Mario? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You keep waking up in the morning. The gravity eventually pulls you back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> is that why Mario is shrinking? Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Dude, that is a that is a song. Mario is shrinking. That's the name of right? a band. No, that's that's the name yeah. of a band, a cover band in a bar in Dallas. Welcome to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. Their new hit 
It's Mario is shrinking, singing, singing the Statman scat. <laughs> Paddle Award joined us Friday, I think it was, Stat, whatever the hell it was. Uh, Crasher was out of pocket, so we decided to handle it. Paddle Award with- He said he had fun with you guys. <laughs> well, what else is he going to say? That Statman was a bastard? No, he said, I said, I hope my boys took care of you. He goes, oh, yeah, they did. They did. It was all fun. He didn't even remember who we were. He's just a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Media scrum. You know what what I do like about him? He's, what, 23? I I love the the fact when, I love, I I just like it when young dudes, young men and women use the word man. Yeah, man. (laughs) And he uses it. Well, just listen to this interview. Okay. Uh, Okay. IndyCar series pilot with McLaren. Flying those Lucas Oil colors, by the way. Paddle Award here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Back in the Freak Nation, along with us, flying those Lucas Oil colors in the IndyCar Series. Again, contending for a championship. And, Paddle, I think the first time we had you on was maybe two, three years ago. And I made a popularity reference in your home country of Mexico. But this is prior to all the success that you've had in IndyCar. Now, with all this success and wins and polls, do you keep an eye on Paddle Award success in Mexico? Has has Mexico come to uh, the Paddle Award trailer to to buy all of your gear now? Are you the guy in Mexico when it comes to driving? Um, I mean, for sure, it's been growing, man. We've um, we've had a store not everywhere, but at very specific markets, and uh, it's done very well. I kind of wish I had them in other markets where I, I didn't have the chance to have my store. Um. But yeah, the Mexicans and and, and, and even you know uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, fellow American friends and, and everybody that comes here in Indianapolis, they've they've all bought hats and T-shirts and cars and everything, and it's awesome to see. One reason why I bring that up because I'm a huge soccer fan. I've been following soccer for shoot 50 years, and I know the fervor and the craziness of Mexican football fans, soccer fans, and I'm just curious if it's similar to that of uh, of a race car driver in the IndyCar series. Do you see that craziness for Pato Award from your fellow country? Uh, not quite yet. Not not quite yet. Um, not quite, but I think it's I think it's on the way there. I'm um, not sure if it's going to get to that level just because soccer is the biggest thing in Mexico. Um, I think racing is growing because – uh, you know, Danny's doing a good job in in, uh, in NASCAR. Checo's doing a good job in Formula One. I'm doing a good job in IndyCar. So I think we've really brought motorsports to the to the Mexican eye uh, in all kinds of disciplines. But yeah, we're not quite there like soccer is. Pato Award winner, the Iowa Two race. You, when you were coming up in racing, the idea was to beat the guy in front of you. Now the idea is business, demography, Mm -hmm. uh, who's got what and where and why and how. Uh, you got to go to school again. You don't have to learn how to drive the car. you got to learn how to drive the demography. Yeah, I guess it's um, there's many things that you have to learn whenever you move up to IndyCar. Um, It's not just get in the car and drive. I think there's a lot of different aspects to to the marketing and, and, you know, you're now a face of, a, of many brands and partners and you've got all these different things that you have to look out for uh, yourself as a brand, uh, for other people, 
Um, and it's just a learning, it's a learning curve. Yeah. I don't think you ever stop learning. When you are racing the car and you get out of the car, you can obviously see the complete exhaustion and the exhilaration. And I want to race. I beat everybody. Uh, but when does that suddenly become, how do I monetize that? When does that <laughs> switch get turned on and suddenly the race becomes, how do I monetize that for me and my partners? Um, I think they go hand in hand, right? If you're, you know, partners like, uh, I guess, someone that's that's friendly and in 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 someone that that can attract a lot of fans. But at the end of the day, you need to be winning. The best thing you can do for a brand and the best thing you can give yourself in terms of exposure is winning uh, and good results. Uh, when you're up there at the back, unless you're already a massive name, uh, you're probably going to get nothing out of it. So it's it's important to to not forget that you're here to drive a race car and you're here to race and win. You're not here to, uh, to be a model and take pictures, uh, wipe, wipe before you get it and get out of the car. I think that's something that I think uh, can get lost really quickly um, in terms of where things are going with right now in terms of social media and all that stuff. So um, I think it's very important to always remember that you're here to drive a race car and that you're a racing driver. Let me jump in here with one more, Kenny. Is your success on the racetrack, has that translated immediately to uh, building your social media world and making you larger and more valuable to your partners? Um, I think I think the results for sure have helped, and I think that's what gets you to the public eye. But I think um, what makes you bigger and, and what makes you or allows you to keep growing is um, the reach that you can have to people that not just are in racing. Uh, if you have reached to different people in different demographics and uh, in different sports and all that stuff, I think that's what truly gives you the value as a as a person because it, it, you can reach people that don't just watch IndyCar, you know? IndyCar Series pilot, Pat O'Ward, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And, Pat, you talk about winning. You're still a very young person. You're a successful young person winning races. You haven't won a championship, but you've won uh, polls. You've won big-time races. And I'm curious how that's helped you with the ownership of McLaren and your bosses of being able to hear you better than initially jumping in that car because you showed your frustration before. Do they listen to you more now that you're winning and realize, hey, man, we can bank on this guy for, for flying our colors for a while? Um, yeah, I, I guess in a way you you grow relationships, right? You you make those relationships stronger and, and you, uh, you know, those obviously evolve. Um, you know, I think now I have a pretty big role in the team and where um, I've proven – uh, to be one of their big leaders. And that's important. It's, it's important for for them to listen to you because I understand, uh, you know, sometimes where, you know, you always want more, right? As a human or as an athlete or even as a boss, you always want more and more and more. But I think um, sometimes it's very important to sit down and to realize who is making your team succeed and you need to take care of those people before you think outside the box and trying to get somebody else. 
Man, I couldn't have put those words together when I was 23, Pat. Oh, are you sure you're not 33 or 43? My goodness, man. Man, I've, I've been like, I, I feel so old in, in, in how much stuff that I've been through in motorsports. I feel like it's, um, you know, in a way I feel very young and like a kid, but I feel like in, in other ways, there's so much that I've been through, uh, a lot more bad than good, to be fairly honest. And I think that, that uh, that allows you maybe not to mature, but it it opens your eyes and it makes you realize. Uh, and I think it just makes you uh, not more careful, but you're you're definitely more aware of what's going around you. You know. Yep. Pato, I know you've got to get out of here, but I I feel like I got to ask you this one more. A lot of athletes in other sports are getting a lot of power and uh, over contracts and teams. Do you see that happening in motor racing that the athlete is starting to step up and have a voice and have a determination of where I could go and win? Um, I, I mean, for sure it's, it's uh, what we love as drivers. Um, but I think where IndyCar is right now and where racing it is right now, I think uh, unless you're a seven time champion is where, where you have the power as, as the athlete. Um, before that, um, you you are more at a disadvantage in terms of how uh, how the contracts are formed and, and how all that mumbo jumbo goes down. But all you can do is keep performing. You try and position yourself in the best uh, group of people that you can in order to succeed what you want to want to win or, or or want to get to. And then from then on, whenever you achieve all those goals. Uh, then you see where you go from there, right? But uh, you know, I, I feel very lucky to be in a in a team and into a group of people that, um, you know, that that know who I am, that let me be me, and um, and I love spending time with everybody that's here at the track. I, you know, the mechanics, the engineers, and um, you know, we've got a great group of people, very smart, and 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 I think it's very important to remember that it's not what the name of the team or whatever it might be, but it's everybody that makes that. That's what creates a, a great team. Paddle Award is Scott Dixon, the greatest IndyCar driver in the history of mankind. Uh, he's for sure the best that I've ever seen because I was, I was too young to see anybody that was uh, older than him. So I think that's uh, for me, he's, he's the best. He's, he's awesome. And, and he's such a, he's such a good human being as well. Like not just inside the car, but, as a person and, and, and he's a very, he's a, he's, he's a family guy and, and he, he, uh, he's someone that I think a, not just me, but a lot of other drivers admire because of, of how he is. I don't know. I think he's pretty arrogant, conceited, doesn't give a damn about other drivers, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Pato, uh, thanks for doing this, buddy. Go out and kick some ass this weekend in Indianapolis and we'll get you back in here, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We got about two and a half minutes, guys, to get in and out of this. There were two times in that interview, Statman, where I thought about your text about Kyle Busch. <laughs> and Kyle Busch is at a point now where his arrogance and ass hattery may come back to bite him with his new ride, whatever that is, uh, in the future. But he said it twice, Paddle Award, IndyCar Series pilot said it twice about 
enjoying his crew, enjoying the track, enjoying working the, with the people. And I was going, can I imagine Kyle Busch saying that previous to uh, not having a ride for next year? No, I can't. No, it, it's it's a lot of the last two years, three years have come back to bite him. And uh, people are making him pay for that now. Maybe Eminem's leaving might be part of that same thing. You know, if you're not friendly, and especially if you're trying to sell Eminem's to kids to that two and a half year old is running across the track and you want, you know, trying to get some M&Ms to Bo Reddick and he's not, nah, 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 nah. you know, that's not, that's not what your partner needs to be. And when, uh, uh, Pato said partners want people who are friendly, that's the first, first person I thought of. Uh, Kyle Bush is not friendly, uh, all the time. He's, right. qu he's quick to, to point out rowdy energy drink, but, uh, you know, he's not a friendly person. Only because I know Crasher's thinking the same thing, Stat, but she doesn't know who Riddick Bo is. You said Bo Riddick, and I know oh, exactly I, who Oh, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bo Riddick instead of Bo Riddick. I don't even know who Bo Riddick is. Riddick, Riddick Bo, man. Oh, yeah, did, I, did I say? I'm sorry. Yeah, I like that, though. <laughs> Well, he's, not, he's, not, yeah. he's not two and a half or four foot tall by any stretch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stat, Stat, we got Crashonomics, Dallas, what is uh, Indibonics, Dallas, Sabonics. And we have uh, Columbus, Columbonics. 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 <laughs> yeah, Columbonics. <laughs> All right, more freaks coming up. Big second hour. Chris Blair, general manager with WWER. Coming up, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks. Thank you guys for hanging out. Chris Blair, General Manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Ask the GM, and we've got a couple of questions lined up for Ask the GM as we speak. One that Crash brought up in the first hour that we'll drop on Chris to see what his take is on it. We'll talk to him about that. Also, we'll hear back from Tyler Reddick this hour, your winner from... NASCAR race this afternoon, the road course here and Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Follow us on Twitter. We're there for you on Facebook. And, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Miss the end of the show, man. We're there for you at speedfreaks.tv for you to download every snappy Monday morning. So many stories coming out of Indianapolis Motor Speedway, whether it's IndyCar, whether it was a NASCAR Cup Series. A lot of the conversation, Crasher, after the race was Richard Childress's Richard Childress's response to Tyler Reddick with another win, but 
the conversation was, and I think I saw this from either Jeff, because someone asked this question, one of the regulars that tours with the series, uh, about Richard Childress and how Tyler Reddick and his crew handled the departure in 2024. Whenever, when is it? When are they leaving? 2024? Right? 20. Okay. The end of next year is his last year. He has a year and a half left with Richard Childers. Okay. How, how they handled that separation. But according to this, whether it was Jeff Gluck or Bob Pockrass, Richard Childers <laughs> hasn't spoken to Tyler Reddick since that day that he said he's leaving <laughs> Richard Childress racing. And I just, I don't know the goings on. Initially, it seems kind of petty, but because this this is the guy that's doing his best in that race car, who's going to be leaving in a year and a half, and frankly, trying to keep some of these sponsors on the side of your race car, you're giving all this love to your grandson, Austin Dillon, that can't win a freaking race unless he's in front, like Statman says at the end of Daytona. Why? It's just this... Is this old white dude mentality? Crash, dad, suave? Possibly, but we found out a little bit more of how the entire situation went down. And Tyler talked to Richard Childress before it needed to go public. I still Mm. don't know why it needed to go public so early, but he talked to Richard Childress one-on-one first, and then he talked to the team after that, and then it went public. So everybody had the heads up. It's not like anybody found out on social media, but yes, it was interesting to hear that the first time since Tyler told Richard Petty or Richard Petty, Richard Childress, what was going to be happening that the first time since then that they talked was today on the track, not pre-race, but post-race when (laughs) they talked about it being a fun win. Wow. Wait, 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 that that's huge. If, if uh, Reddick, Riddick, Reddick, if Reddick talked to everybody he needed to talk to and then it went public and then they tried to diss him and act like they were surprised that it all went down. Wow, that's that's pretty low to throw yeah. him under the bus like that. Uh, I, I, wow, that that's I don't know that that's been reported anywhere else. No, I think everybody found out today in the way the questioning went to Tyler once he got into the media center. Yeah, I think we were all like, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, that's pretty low. I was getting ready to say that that Tyler was a bit, you know, he he hadn't won anything and they gave him a car to be able to win. And uh, but if he told him ahead of time, hey, I'm going to do this, then the only reason it got out and I firmly believe this, the only reason it got out was because somebody wanted it out. And it's probably Richard Childress or his camp put it out there to belittle uh, Tyler. And I don't I don't know that Tyler's going to last another year and a half. That relationship might disappear before then. Well, that was asked as well. And Richard claims he's going to give him all his resources for a year and a half. And Tyler's explanation on his end of that, I want to get to that once we can have some more time to talk about this later on in the show, because I know we got to go to break. But Tyler's he's ready. All hands on deck to win a championship. And something Dale Earnhardt Jr. said that we'll get to about that conversation. It's all coming up the first. 
Going to resume with some affiliates to get some crash guidance, pit news, and notes, yo. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Furious Satellite, Armed Forces Network, every audio music app out there we're part of. Need more information? Go to speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You travel in the summer? Hell yes, you are. But you make sure you're rolling on a set of General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to find out the right tire for your righteous ride. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right, some things we didn't get to in the first hour. NHRA, it was S hot in Seattle. It was hotter in Seattle this weekend for NHRA than it was in Indianapolis for NASCAR and IndyCar. Whoa! Just blows my mind. So, setups were just a big-time challenge. Did you guys see who won NHRA? Tony Schumacher in his kind of newly done-up team. Whoa. Tony Schumacher with an upset win. Troy Coughlin Jr. with an upset win in pro stock. And then, of course, Robert Height. He just keeps winning. Crasher, real quick. I saw the fact that there were only 12 out of 16 funny cars there. And Gary Dincham and some guy I'd never heard of were at uh, 12 and 11. uh, 12 funny cars in Seattle. Yeah, Brandon and I had a little conversation about that. That was really, really strange. Yeah. Also in off-road, Kyle LeDuc took his first win in a year in the Pro 4 Championship off-road race at Dirt City Motorplex. That's actually the last place that he won a year ago. Mickey Thomas was the winner in Pro 2. So then, of course, the big stuff happening in Indianapolis. ARCA and trucks at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. That was Chandler Smith and Grant Enfinger. And then the Big Daddy, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Turn 1 hurt everybody. I think the Xfinity race was the only race that didn't have issues with Turn 1. But IndyCar, holy cow, Alexander Rossi, his first race win since pre-COVID, kind of gifted to him by teammate Colton Herta, who I thought was really cool, coming straight to Alex Rossi, first thing in victory lane. Then on to A.J. Allmendinger taking the win in the Xfinity Series, just crushing it. A.J. said he had a perfect car. He told me before the race, he said he had a perfect car, and well, he, he mastered it. Then today, A.J. Allmendinger told me he did not have a very good car. He actually thought it was a crap car. But for a crap car, I think he did a pretty daggone good job. Nobody had anything, though, for Tyler Reddick, especially Tyler Reddick was just a master of that track, and everybody else was turning themselves out. Tyler Reddick, perfect win, buddy. So glad to see it. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. 
Doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, coming up in moments, Chris Blair, WWT Raceway, or like as we like to say, WWTR General Manager will be here in the Freak Nation. Got some questions to ask him. Got a big old fat IndyCar race coming up in August, August 20th, Saturday night, under the lights. We'll be talking to Chris Blair here in moments. Also this hour, not much motorsports. And again, I want to get back to the conversation with Richard Childress Racing and Tyler Reddick and that win this weekend and the importance of this win and really what it meant for Tyler, Tyler Reddick and, frankly, for 2311 Motorsports moving forward. Chris Blair joining us here in the Freak Nation. Hey, uh, what's up there, CB? Hey, how are you? I'm all right, man. Did, uh, I think I don't know if you saw the tease in, in our Facebook and YouTube tease. That, uh, you're, you're returning from your seaside uh, France uh, French villa uh, to join us here in the Freak Nation. Is that right? It was actually South Long Beach is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Not France. It was Mexico. And I actually, oh, uh, yeah, uh, first time since 2004, I was on a vacation that didn't involve race cars. So, uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. My, my girlfriend, Kelly, said, listen, just I'm just going to book it. You're just going to show up and you're going to go. And that's mm-hmm. it. And so I was completely 
I'm usually a control freak, as you may know. Mm. So uh, I'm, I was on a real vacation. I didn't know what to do with myself for seven days. So it was kind of interesting. Not Your even drifting. Times. Wait a minute, Crash. Not even drifting, Chris. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's like, yeah, I missed uh, this last day of Formula Drift. I actually missed a race, uh, which, you know, that usually doesn't happen. And uh, went on a vacation. So, wow. Something going on here, guys. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Well, <laughs> August 20th, you've got IndyCar uh, under the lights there at WWT Raceway. Uh, we'll be a part of that big old thing. And uh, you always talk about ticket sales for this IndyCar race. Uh, do quite well there at the track. Uh, given what you've seen, well, I don't know what you've seen. You've been on vacation for like two or three months since the NASCAR race. Yeah. Given what you've seen with IndyCar, does this bode well for your race coming up in 20 days? Well, I mean, everything. It's There seems like there's a pretty good momentum going just overall with everything that's happening uh, here recently. And seeing, you know, seeing the crowds at, at Indy, uh, there's just a lot of, uh, especially today after what, you know, what has been a challenge uh, for that track. And Doug's doing an incredible job up there. But it, it seems like to me things are coming back. Everybody's rebounding. And I'm pretty excited about our race. And, you know, for us, we're always trying to do more and add more, make our event a little bit bigger and better. And, you know, we have the Silver Crown cars finally on IndyCar weekend that's got a lot of interest you know our close proximity to uh to indianapolis uh, a lot of folks like to drive over and hit that show so i think i think it's gonna be a good show we ticket sales are strong and uh you know we're riding a pretty strong wave you know we got a lot of attention because of our nascar race two months ago and it just seems to keep on carrying and and our nhra race is way up and you know you're talking about nhra and you know, I don't know what's happening, but we're up 10% on NHRA sales. And I'm like, I haven't even done anything and we're up. I don't even know what's going on there. So that's, that's exciting news. So uh, we're pretty happy. Good. That's refreshing to hear. That seems to be a demographic that kind of sells itself. I mean, it's just raw power and, and you see guys, well, when parody happens, like Tony Schumacher winning today, he hasn't yeah. done that in a while. I mean, when parody starts to come in, it, it helps the sport and it just sells itself. It's seemingly. Yeah, and that's that's one of the great things about it. You know, used to with the NHRA, you pretty much knew who was going to win each week. Yeah, you, know, you, you hit, it was going to be one or two guys. Right now, with the way things are going, you never know who's going to be there. So that you know, it's fantastic to see you know, young guys, old guys. Uh, it's it's a great time uh, now. I'm a little bit concerned about some of those numbers you were talking about earlier on the funny car mm -hmm. side of things. But you know, with our location close to Indy, central part of the U.S., we can usually attract quite a few teams. So I think we'll be in good shape. Oh, that's true, because most of the teams are based out of the Brownsburg west side of Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. All right, with this IndyCar race coming up, I just got to say, today I sold a ticket for you. It was kind of cool. Yeah, because some, someone asked, when's the next IndyCar race that I'm going to? And I said, actually, well, Kenny will be in Nashville next weekend, but yeah. I'm going to be at St. Louis. And they said, what? Well, if you're going to St. Louis, I'm going to St. Louis. Oh, baby. Oh, yes. Give me that, that commission on one ticket. Wow. Okay. No, it was all good. But yeah, there was, there was, I was talking about a vibe that was yeah. going on yesterday and it's just, I think you nailed it when you said everybody's just loving getting back to normal. And mm. it's, is that the vibe that you're getting like from your NASCAR weekend and from what you saw maybe from Indy today and, and some other races that throughout the summer road America with NASCAR earlier that mm. people are just they're, they're like, I don't care. Just get me out of the house and let me just enjoy something like a, a good sport outside in my grandstand seats, on the grass, and just chill. I think one thing is uh, people who were taking a lot of things for granted are finally starting to appreciate what they have. That, oh. that opportunity to get out and go to the races when 
you know, for two years in a lot of areas, uh, you, know, you didn't have that op- uh, that opportunity. I feel really bad for the guys up in Seattle because you know they, they were three years without a race. That's such a, a great area. I was uh, NHRA division director up there for a few years, so I have a lot of friends up there. And for the the weather to hit them like it did, that's unfortunate because I think they were going to be on track to have a huge crowd. But uh, you know, again, in the, some of the other areas, the the races are going well. People want to get out. Uh, uh, it's there for the longest time. It was so convenient to sit at home and sit on your couch and uh, and watch it on the big screen. And a lot of people are remembering what it's like to get out there and go to the races again. And uh, and one of the things we have to do, you're talking about, you know, what tracks are doing, and promoters are doing. I think everybody kind of got a little bit of a wake up call too. You can't just take your fans for granted. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them more. You got to entertain them. You got to make them feel special when they're there. That's one of the things we're all working on. Chris Blair is the general manager of. Worldwide Technology Raceway, and he likes <laughs> drifting. That's why he's my buddy. I love the guy. Uh, but as a general manager, I'm going to ask you a critical question here. As a general manager, I think one of the problems the NHRA has is that it's too busy promoting the technology of drag racing, 300 miles an hour and under four seconds. But they have some of the best personality drivers in uh-huh. uh, in all of motor racing, I think, across the board in all their categories. Would you like to see them promote the drivers? You think that'll sell tickets more than uh, 300 miles an hour in less than four seconds? Well, one of the things that we always try to do here in our market, and it's very convenient for us because Indianapolis is just three hours away and we can get guys down here from Brownsburg, but we all, we promote the drivers. Uh, one of our, our advanced media tours are always strong uh, and the things we do, uh, Antron Brown is down here two or three times a year when he's racing junior dragsters with his kids. And we always try to tag in and do a lot of things with him because you know, he's one of the greatest personalities out there. Ron Caps, you know, anytime you need anything from Ron, he's willing to step up and, and do it. And uh, his personality really works, especially when you're trying to uh, connect with sponsors. And, and this, if I can get John Force on one radio show, it's usually a runaway success. Uh, one of the top radio shows here, morning shows here in town, we had John on there, and it's supposed to have been a 10-minute segment one time. And I think they kept him on for an hour, and they didn't want to get rid of him. They didn't want him to leave, and we had to get him to another station. So, uh personalities are the key to it. And that's one of the things I was telling some friends of mine the other day, the last three NHRA drag races that I've attended away from here at Worldwide Technology Raceway, I never made it out to actually watch a car go down the track because I was visiting with all the different people in the uh, the pit area. The personalities in the pits are absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate now for 25 years to be part of the sport. Uh, and I love those guys. And that's one of the things, uh, you know, you take a look back, you know, when Selzy was there and some of those Folks, we need to get those get those personalities rolling again and, and publicize those guys less than the actual car or horsepower or technology. We need to be selling racers. That's why I like you, Chris, because you agree with me. You know? I mean, <laughs> Damn. I learned that a long time ago. You did it off a long time ago. That's my man, you know? So uh drifting. We don't ever talk about drifting here on the Freak in the Freak Nation, but that's you and I have this conversation real quick. Oh Is that something that's something that survived? I think uh, Jim uh, Lau and uh, Ryan Sage to launch something like nobody knows about it and survive two worldwide recessions and have success. Uh, w- their personality in the drivers, that's what they're promoting, isn't it? Doesn't that support what we just said? 
Well, that, that's one of the funny things when and I've been promoting uh, drift racing of drift events, first with D1 and then Formula Drift now since 2004. And so I've been around it from the very beginning. And it's funny just to, to watch the interactions with the drivers and the fans. Most sports, they're not going to take a two-hour intermission in the middle of a show and keep fans. And when I remember when I was at Vegas one time, I tried, you know, I told Andy, uh, Andy, Luke and Ryan and, and Jim, I said, guys, this is a terrible concept because you're not entertaining the fans the whole time. So I booked in a bunch of stuff on the drag strip, had jet cars and monster trucks and all this. And no one went to the grandstand to watch it. All the people were in the pit area because they wanted to see Von Gittin. And, and now you've got personalities like Adam, Adam LZ and, and uh, some of those guys. It, the, the personalities and the way they interact with their fans, they all appreciate their fans. And that's one of the things a lot of these drivers you're talking about who are struggling for sponsorship in some other areas, they need to be looking at that. Because when you go to a Formula Drift event, if, if you just hang around over the course of the weekend before it's over with, you're going to have that personal connection where a driver where he's going to know you before it's over with and some of the great people out there. Even more than that, these guys know how to how to rake in the social media aspect of it. They could hold seminars for practically every other driver and every other form of motorsport. Yeah, Adam LZ is probably the best example. You take a look at his merchandise sales. And I, the reason I know is because half of his stuff is hanging on a wall in another room here for my kid who uh, <laughs> blows most of his money on Adam LZ stuff. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, that it's all the social media content, digital content. They know how to capture the videos and get it out there and connect with people. And it's, they're those wow type uh, personalities, you know, much like a Kim block with what he was doing with his videos, it, it developed an audience so that when we bring them into St. Louis, we're in the middle of the country. You would think that, you know, we would be the farthest place away from there ever being a, a drift following. And we have huge crowds there at the track and it keeps growing each and every year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to host them. We always talk about we're the only track to host NHRA, IndyCar, NASCAR. We, we are very proud of the fact that we also host Formula Drift as well. Chris Crasher. Well, we're talking personalities, so I have to get this in here. Personalities. Two questions. Are the lack of promoting personalities, why IndyCar's ratings are going down, and is personality an issue that's holding Kyle Busch back from his next contract? Uh, can I do a no comment on yeah. those, please? Next time, Crash. Yeah. Okay. There's no way I can answer either one of those without getting in serious trouble. One of my, okay. I'm, yeah, I've got really good friends over there at Kyle Bush Motorsports, so I'm not touching that one with a chance people. <laughs> but I have to deal with these folks from IndyCar uh, for the next three weeks. Getting I know. Race, and there's a lot of times I, I kind of push some buttons over there. Anyhow, I got to <laughs> Come on, Gossage would go after it, Blair. Come on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. No, He's I, out of a job, too. <laughs> I, I, I got a house payment to make. So, uh, you know, I got one of this. I would just say, though, I've been frustrated this year. Crasher. with. I mean, I'm an IndyCar nut. On that road? He's no, not no, no. no, no, no. I, and he doesn't have to. I'm just saying my piece. I've been very frustrated this year. And I've, I've had some conversations with people that have been a little bit eye-opening and shocking that I want more personalities. This this series was going places a couple of years ago, talking about the IndyCar series, and this year has just been flat. So that's why we need St. Louis is where I'm going with this, and we need to get the drivers promoted and up on stage and doing crazy things and tortilla slap challenges and 
you know, it's all WWTR. <laughs> we'll have a burrito eating contest or something here. Hey, uh, now, you know, interesting fact, and I, you know, I kind of touch on that. When Jimmy Johnson started running really, is doing really well, and after his performance mm-hmm. in Iowa a couple weeks ago, I scrapped a whole lot of the commercials that we had, and we we created new stuff. We're promoting that, you know, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion, four all-star wins. He's chasing history here in St. Louis. This could very well be the first time Jimmy Johnson wins an IndyCar race, and I'm playing up on that. All new spots, we're pushing that. Uh, But as we get a little closer to the race, we'll probably be playing around with some of this drama going on with uh, contract talks and drivers who are looking at going to other places. Uh, You know, it's the kind of stuff we have to do. Uh, you know, and you know, one of the things we've got too. Look, watching what's going on with Joseph Newgarden, he's been one of the dominant players at our racetrack. Great personality. Him bouncing back after that crash at Iowa—that's going to be a big story. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of the storylines that we're going to push, and you know, we're going to try every angle we possibly can to get it out there. Chris Blair, General Manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Two things: the success of the IndyCar Series and the Xfinity Series on the same damn track isn't lost on a lot of people. Yeah. How does WWT Raceway do something like that? Or is that a financially, is that a, is that a loss for you if you combine two decent series? Well, in 2020, because of COVID, we ended up having the NASCAR truck series running with IndyCar when we pulled off that double header. It's, it's not necessarily that it's a financial risk. It's such a logistical risk uh, or chain, you know, things that we have to do. Uh, a lot of people don't really understand, but after the NASCAR cars run, we have to go in and pull every other piece of safer barrier out of the racetrack, out of the walls before we can run an Indy car, just because of some of those challenges. And uh, there's so many of those oh. different things. And that, yeah, it's because of the safety factor that a lot of this stuff, um, it, it, it just really, it's prohibitive to, to do it. You know, there's a lot of things I'd like to try. And, but I think the, the key though, is you know, trying to do more, uh, of the support classes, make them a little better. Now, one of the great things I'm looking at at what happened in Indy, and I think Indy's going to come back a little bit. You, you had the trucks at IRP, which was great to see that again. Those two races in one day. There's a lot of other things going on, too, with the BC39 taking place this week on the dirt track at Indy. Uh, there's There was a race at uh, Anderson, Indiana. There's a race at IRP tomorrow night with sprints and midgets on asphalt. They're kind of getting back to that speed week over there. That's some of the things that we're working on here with the different races. We, we saw that when we had our NASCAR weekend and we had the uh, World About Laws Late Models at Tri-City. We, we just got to get the race fans all here so they all want to share in a little bit of everything that's going on. I think that's part of the key. Do we have time yeah, for one more? I, I but, wanted- yeah, hold on just a second. Hold on. I just got to the, the, the second question is, will we see anything like this come August 20th? If you're watching us on YouTube. Will we, see, <laughs> will we see any of the Chris Blair fireworks extravaganza that uh, scares the bejesus out of people 200 miles in radius? Yeah, we sure are. We, we always do. We kind of test our stuff at IndyCar before we do it somewhere else. And we that. It's so funny. I was actually talking to some people yesterday from Kansas City who were at the, the race. They were in the front row. They were like walking along the grandstands. And they said, we felt the heat off of that explosion all the way over. On the stretch, I'm still waiting for someone who was in the top row of the grandstand to say they felt the heat. That's the next step. We've got to get that uh, that point. So that's what we're working on. She got to do it. All right, Chris Blair, General Manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis. Before we get out of here, you got to tell me you've been there for a couple of years. You got to tell me your rib place in St. Louis. <laughs> ten, I've been here ten years now. Uh, my personal favorite, uh, you know, Pappy's is always. 
is good, but the, there's a couple others that are floating around there. Pappy's is usually the best for ribs. That's that yeah. not much choice. Bogart's also. Hey, and if you guys don't mind, before I get off, you know, usually I'm joking and everything's going on. I've got hashtag EKY strong. Here. Yes. What uh, is that? Yeah. Uh, so the flooding in Eastern Kentucky, that was my hometown. That was my neighborhood. So uh, I had three family members who lost houses, uh, 25, oh, wow. uh, actually 29 people uh, dead within about 20 minutes of where I grew up. So uh, I just want to you know, get some attention for that. Uh, let people know anything you can do to help. Uh, just follow that hashtag and, uh, anything anybody can do to pitch in, I greatly appreciate it. So, badass. So. Hashtag oh, wow. EKY strong. Freak Nation. Chris Blair, always greatness here with the freaks. Uh, Napalm and all that he decides to unload everybody <laughs> there at the track. Buddy, uh, we're looking forward to August 20th. Uh, thank you for including the Freak Nation, man. We'll be seeing you soon, okay? Hey, it's stat, man. It's I-70. All you got to do from Columbus is get on one road. You don't even have to see. It's a straight shot. So no excuses for you not to come to Worldwide Technology Racing. No, I've been. I was in St. Louis. Uh, salt and smoke. You got to try that. Salt uh, yeah, and smoke. Too. About yeah. the food, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Blair. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good one. You got it. Chris Blair here in the Freak Nation. Always greatness. We're way behind, but here's your stat man scat. Brings a smile to even think about commenting on this right now. I wasn't a Flintstones or a Jetsons fan when I was growing up. Don't know why. Maybe it's because I wasn't interested in the stories or the characters. But there's a company called Jetson's Arrow that's building something you might find interesting. Look up JetsonArrow.com. They're building a personal electric device that will fly over stalled traffic at greater than 60 miles an hour. Might be popular. The website says they're sold out this year. And if you want one, you'll have to wait till next year to get it. Ever since I was a kid, we were promised flying cars by the year 2000. How'd that work out? The only flying cars are doing now are from pump to pump with maybe a stop at a blank bank loan officer in between. Why is this important? In the Jetsons animated TV show back in the 1960s, the patriarch of the family, George Jetson, said to have been born on July 31, 2022. That's today. So this is the future. So how's it working out so far? Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Welcome back to the Speed Freaks Pitch, SoCal Zone, multi-platinum selling band, Sugar Way. Oh, you're too kind. Welcome, good to be fellas. here. You like that? Yeah, it's great to be here. You guys. We're in their Kevin Harvick stuff, of course. That's right. Of that's course. right. You know, <laughs> and, and, a gift from Kevin personally. Hey, anyone anyone uh, good enough to put our ugly mugs in his car? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Vans for life now. <laughs> Murphy and Rodney here from Sugar Ray and the Speed Freaks Pits, and we've got the Kevin Harvick uh, Sugar Ray car on, on our on our desk right here. Who called you guys to get involved with with NASCAR? Uh, the, his camp actually called us and, and uh, requested our band and, and told us what it was about. And we were just like, absolutely, you know. It, it turned Murphy's kind of been into it, and it, it turned the rest of us on 
He's really become a big the, NASCAR fan since then. He watches NASCAR every world, race. You know? And yeah, it, you know. We said, of course we do it, you know. So yeah. we, we actually played, you know, there at the track uh, the, it was the awesome. Friday night before. We got the, the whole treatment. It was amazing. I actually, I actually heard we were on tour and we were in the front of the bus and somebody came in with these pictures and I'm like, Wait, is that a joke? What is that? And it showed that it had a mock drop of our, oh. you know, our picture on the car. I'm like, yeah, so, what is that? <laughs> that was what, a what surprise. You didn't know. Yeah, this well, yeah we it, didn't it, know. You know, that was came, part of the whole thing, though. It, you know, it came from our management, and it came with the drawings. So we're like. How, who do we bribe to do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're down. Let's go. Come on. So uh, it, it was, was a great it was, opportunity. It was amazing. You know, Murphy Cargus of Sugar Ray here in the Speed Freaks pits. Your old man was telling me the story about this Formula One deal with the band yeah. Sugar Ray. Uh-huh. Can you give me a synopsis of what happened? Was this with the with, with the King of Bahrain or? Something? Oh no 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 no! I think he's got oh. it wrong. Actually, um, a few of us went to the race. We uh-huh. were in Australia touring with the band live, and we just took it in. I said, "We got to go. We got to go." And the crew, a few of the crew guys went. And now uh, we just took it in. It wasn't that we didn't uh, we didn't play for that race, the Australian Grand Prix, but we went and saw it, the Formula One. Well, where, the, where did where did your dad get all he this? He just has all these stories. I don't know. He has all these stories. <laughs> yeah, Bahrain's not fun, man. You but, don't want to go to Bahrain. <laughs> but uh, my dad's, he's you know he's he's an amazing race fan. You know, I basically kind of grew up around racing. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was saying that I was camping out in Mid Ohio watching IMSA races when I was three. I've you know Sears Point, Laguna Seca, and. All the uh, IMSA, Porsche, race. those were fun races, yep. you know, at uh, Laguna Seca up in Carmel. Those were those were fun. So is the noise approximately the same when you're standing on stage at a concert versus trackside? You know, I, I, track I, I thought it was until we were down in the pit and somebody started a car and we weren't ready and it backfired. And it just it, it was like a lightning bolt through everybody's body. That was oh, the loudest sound I've ever heard. We were actually much louder like, than any amplifier. There, standing okay, in on. front of one of your <laughs> sound walls. That that would be pretty close. Actually. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Got about a minute here before we got to go to break. If you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube during these local breaks, you get to see some pretty tasty flashbacks. 19 years ago, you saw, if you're watching us, you saw Sugar Ray in the studio when they made their debut on the side of Kevin Harvick's number 29. Speaking of with RCR, uh, Sugar Ray was in the Freak Nation talking about Formula One. And damn, we got a break. I can't talk too much about this. When he said a Formula One car backfired, I just went, oh, <laughs> you don't associate that backfire in Formula One. It's like, oh, no. no. All right, uh, Freak Nation, coming up, uh, not much motorsports. And we'll get back into Tyler Reddick's win. Crash, you had a chance to catch up with your IMS rock star on the road course. Uh, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We're there for you at speedfreaks.tv, the website. Uh, Richard C. Suave back in here with us. Thank you, Chris Blair, for hanging out with us. Stat Crash, yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Again, follow us at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. 
IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, New Garden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I've got my eight-year-old here in the studio with me, and she's seeing these pictures of Crash, and there's her hand if you're watching us on YouTube. These pictures of Crash uh, 20 years ago and asking questions like, did you guys talk about me that next Sunday when after I was born? <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gotten a Sunday stat, ma'am, without talking about her. Sorry about that. You got you to gotta tell her that the first time she came in the studio, she was like a loaf of bread when they set her on the desk. It wasn't much bigger than that. That's true. That's, that's, that's probably... Was that our first show back with 
when we brought her to the studio no, there at the old no. Museum? Crash tried to say she'd only missed two weeks, and she <laughs> she missed about fifteen to sixteen months. <laughs> <laughs> No, she, yeah, she would, actually, my mind is still not back. So yeah. yeah, I'm still missing. She would, she would, she would stand in the parking lot, stomach out to here, you know. And oh, I only be gone two weeks. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> and Richie, she Henley, our eight year old daughter, asked, "What well, more didn't that?" She stated, "She says, no, I thought you knew Richie before Statman." <laughs> yeah, if I did, you were what uh, seven Not years quite. old. Richie wasn't born when you and I met. I don't think. No, no Richie, you're born in what ninety two, ninety three. There we go again, Kenny. I'm convinced now that this is a bit. This is a bit. I've known, I've known Kenny and Crash now for damn over eight years now. Over eight years now. I started on the show in in 2014. <laughs> Kenny is still yet to get my birthday right. Still has no idea how old I am. Well, <laughs> it might be a bit, or the fact that you looked at your watch to actually try and determine how long we've known each other, Richie. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of clever. It's like, well. Coming up, not much motorsports, but first, Crasher had a chance to catch up with your road course winner, flying those Lucas Oil colors, Tyler Reddick, the NASCAR Cup Series Freak Nation. I got him. <laughs> hey, guys, it is your 2022 Verizon 200 winner. Tyler Reddick is now a winner at the freaking Brickyard, this palace here. Your name is added to that iconic hey, photo now that they took yesterday with Mario Andretti, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll understand what's going on here. If you're just listening to us on one of our affiliates, sorry about this, but you'll have to go to our YouTube page. Crasher, did you come on? Had he already had a couple of. Bottles of champagne. Oh, he yeah, he brought a beer into the media center. He had he had had a couple beers. He had champagne on the bricks. Mm. So yeah, why why? Just how he's red face. Look at his eyes, man. (laughs) Well, the sun. At least parts of this interview, the sun is right in his eyes. So Mm -hmm. come on. Now I don't think he was. Maybe he was slightly buzzed, but no. I mean, no, he wasn't hammered by any stretch. Oh, well, just uh, again, just the fact that we we talked to him uh, about with three chi. Is it what? Is it three chi? Statman, you're the druggist here. Um, <laughs> is it, it's three chi, right? It's yes. three chi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with with three chi as his as his sponsor, we you know, we we asked Tyler like. How do you celebrate when you have freaking cannabis? Kevin Harvick with Bush Beer or even Dale Jr. back in the day with Budweiser. We know how they celebrated, but do you celebrate with a little bit of Delta 8 or a little? What do you, how do you celebrate with your sponsor, man? What do you do? Or is it spirit? In spirit, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Because think about this, because like Crasher alluded to, yeah, weed's legal in Indiana. It's not legal, Crash. What if you whipped out some of that, whatever I said, some of that Delta TH- 8? Yeah, Delta 8 in, in Indiana. And the story would be Indianapolis Road Course winner Tyler Reddick arrested for pulling out the extra eight. 
Because Indiana is living in the 1800s. <laughs> That's how you finish that headline. Boxed in, you know. Delta eight gummies. I, I, listen, I I Kenny, know what you're asking for freebies. I, I, I know, know what you're hey, doing. Tyler knows where I live. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. Send me a box of that. People. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get drug tested every freaking week. <laughs> Arvik. All right, that, we resume. Will that ever sink in? <laughs> I mean, the names you just mentioned there, I, I don't know if it will. Um, I wish it would have been a part of that picture. But, Hold on a but, second. Well, I guess Come next on. year, if they take it again, I'll get look, to some. Look at those eyes, man. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Look at that. Kenny. What? Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know the you're sun. calling the hottest name in NASCAR racing. You're mm -hmm. calling him, you know, high right here on a national radio show. Uh, you know, look. <laughs> You just, I didn't call him high. I just said, hey. Yeah, no, you're looking, you tell him, look no, at his eyes. No, and, it, no. you know, he might, he, he ain't tooted. Come on, let's get, let's get going. Here. <laughs> awesome. Um, surreal. It really is. We've, we worked really, really hard to be able to do this today. And it's just total team effort. We, uh, you know, we know what lies ahead of us as a group you know we we only have so much time left and we really set out today and and, and as we have the, the weeks following to really just go out and just give it everything i mean we we got nothing to lose we just need to go out, go out there and keep pushing as hard as we can making our cars as fast as we can and try and win these races and it's really nice to be able to do that Tyler, you mentioned that in the post-race press conference, you talked about how you're making the most of every moment because there is a drop dead date. There's a hard end date with you and Richard Childress racing in this team. And that fascinated me. I mean, the guys get that, don't they? Because now everybody realizes this is it. We got to maximize. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to do that. I mean, we work really, really hard, but, but, you know, as much as what's happened could be a negative, I, I like to look at it as a positive, you know, we're going to go out there and make the most of every opportunity. You know, we, we had a, we had kind of didn't know when the end would be right. You know, we, we had this, this, we wanted to continue wrapping up to get better. And, and now we, we know when that, when that last race is going to be, when that last opportunity is going to take place. And, you know, we have two shots here to, to go into the postseason and the playoffs and, and, and put together good runs and, and hopefully make it to the, make it to the championship round, make it, make it far. Uh, so we can give RCR and all the people that work really, really hard opportunities at championships. How can you channel this energy that you have from two road courses onto more ovals now for, like you talked about that championship set of rounds that we have coming up? I mean, the, what it comes down to is just execution. And, you know, we did a really good job of that at Pocono. We had some things kind of go our way that we weren't anticipating and lost some track position due to some untimely cautions. But I mean, we ended up being, I mean, we ended up second and me and Chase were almost crashing on, on, on the back straightaway going from one to two on the last restart. And I didn't know I was racing for the win with him. And I mean, that would have been really crazy to have won, you know, three races in the span of time that we had, but we end up finishing second. And, you know, if we just keep putting ourselves in those positions, we'll, we'll find our ways to win races. Do you believe in momentum? I know some drivers just don't, but you seem to be on a momentum swing here. I wouldn't say it's momentum. It's just hard work and preparation and, and the things that we're doing to win these races is, is, is a huge source of validation. The first win was like a huge sense of relief, but it was validation. But this second race is even more of just that validation that we're doing the right things. We're preparing the right way and that we're going to continue to show up and, and be at these races at the end to win. So can we talk a little bit about the mental game that was going on today during this race? And it's just the last couple of laps. However, 
hearing you talk to some of the media after the race, this might be part of your racing in general, that rear end camera and how you watch that thing sometimes to see what's going on behind you. But that can be a distraction. That's crazy. It, it was a little distracting. I there's sometimes I wish I could turn it off and then sometimes I wish uh, I would look at it more. But this was one of the occasions where I shouldn't have looked at it as much as I was. But um, I could see the chaos that's happening behind me. And then then I come out the out of turn two and I look over here I'm like oh hey Ross he's joining the party All right? well what what is Ross doing here what do I got to do with him and uh, figuring out you know if I'm racing him or not and then at the time I thought I was so thankfully we were able to navigate past him and, and keep Austin behind us too do you wear a heart rate monitor do you have any idea if your heart was just pounding out of your chest right there oh 100 well I do I have a heart rate monitor on um, I haven't looked back at it yet but I'm I'd be willing to bet that uh my heart was pounding the last two laps and probably pounding even harder um, the, the next minute and a half, three, four, five after the race concluded. So, yeah, I, I got it on. You won't be able to see it right now. It's under my cool shirt. But but certainly uh, I keep track of all that stuff because I try to be as prepared as I can. If I can be better prepared, you know, I try and do that as well. It makes the champagne and the brick kissing much better, though, in the end. And your son was adorable at that. Not all the kids of drivers who win here like to kiss those bricks. Bo, he's a champ. Well, that's good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> Tyler, go celebrate because I know you have a lot more things to do. Thank you very much for coming back to Speed Freaks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. What? What? We should just, we should just dedicate a segment to our text thread. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Mm-hmm. Can I say I love Tyler Red? I yes. We, I yeah. that's I was gonna get mad at you for stopping that interview so many times. I'm like, Kenny, we're really working on a relationship here, and you're gonna screw it up by saying he's high. He's not. I never said he's high. Just said he's <laughs> he's he's happy. He's happy. Hey, if, yes. if I won at Indianapolis, I'd be vibing just like Tyler was too. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Tyler's got the life right now. He's got a hot wife, girlfriend, wife. I don't know what they are. But doesn't matter. They're they're good together. Super cute kid. He's winning races. His future looks bright. It's just wow. He's got it all. He's got it all right now. Yeah, he won one race, and now you can't keep him out of victory lanes. Like you know, <laughs> hey, I not like him shabby. here. You know. <laughs> hey, Freak Nation. It's not much motorsports. You know what? Look, hold on. Let me make this damn official. Oh, yeah, make it official. Yeah. Not, not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh, or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsports. <laughs> not much motorsports. All right, now I think it's official. Freak no, hold on. The end of that intro? Right. Is that the cars today on track? Yeah, it's trying to get into turn one. Yeah. <laughs> Little sound effects there in turn one. That, that wreck between Kyle Larson and Ty Dillon. Oof. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And when do you hear Kyle Larson turn down an interview? He just doesn't yeah. do that. And he wanted so badly to not say anything until he knew what actually happened. Yeah, that was. Oof. That was. <laughs> It was Statman. That was a car example of Statman going after Mad Mike Jones before he started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Oh! 
There's a blast from the past name. Freestyle yeah. motocross. Yeah, well, I, you know, hey, not everybody gets a bottle of wine from Mike. They had Mike Jones. <laughs> it wasn't wine. Was. That's why wine's awfully warm. Oh, gross. <laughs> I drink it? Oh, no. Disgusting. Yeah. Hey, listen, Elliot Fry, I, I feel your pain. I, when I would sail a kickoff from time to time, a kick off other than between the goalposts and hit a few things, I don't think I ever hit a coach, but... Jacksonville Jaguars sign Elliot Fry. I should say Andrew Mavis is the one who had the little kicking extravaganza. Jaguars cut rookie Andrew Mavis, who wildly missed three field goals, the field goal attempts during training camp warm warmups, <laughs> including one that hit former Cowboys head coach Dave Campbell. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So he missed three attempts. And one of them hit the coach. Yes. I'd get rid of him too. Kind yes. of danger. <laughs> I'd, I'd make him sit and turn one. It's Kyle Larson and Ty <laughs> Dillon are coming at you. Oh. <laughs> Jaguars oh. signed Mevis as an undrafted free agent after the NFL draft to to compete with Ryan Santoso. He struggled through the first four days of training camp. And he pulled two short field goal attempts wide left and pushed one ride wide right during warm-ups on Thursday morning, hitting Campo, who works for a local sports talk radio station, in the shoulder while he was talking to the team official. Now, wait. Now, people in the Freak Nation may not know that you kicked a D1 soccer, didn't you? And I've seen you kick... In field goals uh, through a right. goalpost at Anaheim Stadium. Yeah, I've, I've done that. It wasn't so, D one. It was a, you know. Was well, wait a minute. You told us it was D one, so we're not gonna. <laughs> we won't go into that. I need to get the damn bong sound again, that man. <laughs> little, so little, little Columbus crew. So. <laughs> so could you could you put three out of four through the goalpost? I can do it right now. Right now, there's nothing on the line. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to work that out. We're gonna have to somehow mm-hmm. get that. That that might become a scat somewhere. And we ever get <laughs> if we ever get into the same time zone ever again in life. <laughs> Richard, gonna, did we, have we ever kicked field goals together? We have not. The closest thing was uh, myself and our former co-host Alex Clancy. Tried to do it at the Super Bowl experience in Atlanta. That was the closest thing. I was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, however, Super Bowl coming back here to Phoenix coming up in February. Let's do it there. There we go. It's on, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna start warming up right now. <laughs> hey, I outshotted. I outshot. Put it in an Olympic shot putter with a watermelon one time. So, yeah. let's go. We've got that on video too. All right, man. We'll do it again next weekend, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing, I think. Reddick and Ross. There you go. Hey, Another band name. We'll introduce you to Reddick Bow. All right. Hey, Freak Nation. <laughs> Let's do it again, man. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Uh, did you hear what he said? He said, cut it loose, Freak Nation. 
Creed's Motorsports Radio, redefined. 